Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations or to record solo episodes like the one I'm doing today to help you improve your golf, your fitness, and your health. And I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about uh, five pieces of equipment or five things which are you know, necessities if you're going to follow some sort of a golf or fitness program which is going to lead to some results. And I'll talk about the pros, the cons, um, you know, maybe some of the costs of some of these things, um, but definitely the benefits to, to using them and why I feel they are necessary if you're going to achieve really good results in, in a training or fitness program. So before I get stuck into that stuff and, and rip into this, I want to just make two announcements which I've been making fairly, uh, fairly um, you know, commonly lately. Uh, the first one is going to be about the golf fitness retreat which I'm hosting in Bali coming up in the end of May. And this is going to run from the 26th of May to the 2nd of June. You can jump onto the link in the show notes and check out what the cost is and the inclusions and all that type of thing. But essentially, I want people to walk away after having experienced a really good, amazing golf trip playing four amazing courses over in Bali, of which one of them is my favorite golf course in the world. And then, as well as that, walking away knowing how to, one, do a screening on themselves or uh, friends and family so they can assess uh, some weaknesses or some areas of uh, a lack of mobility or flexibility so they can work on those things to make their golf swings better. And also to have a blueprint for going away to doing some strength training and also some speed and power training or, or swing speed training and knowing what the blueprint is going to be for them moving forward. So they have that information and I've essentially taught Amanta Fish. So they, they've been educated enough that they're confident to go out and do that uh, and do it for themselves in the future. Uh, the second thing is, and I'll talk about this later as well, is the Fairway Performance uh, Training Programs or Fairway Performance app. You can jump on to the link in the show notes again, get yourself a seven-day free trial. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about it later in the episode and uh, give it a bit more of a plug. Uh, as to why it is a good program to follow and uh, what you're going to get when you jump on and, and get involved in that. So um, without further ado, the episode. So I'm going to talk about five different things or five different pieces of equipment that uh, are necessities for a, a good golf fitness or just a good fitness program in general. And the first one, so this is all assuming that uh, you don't just have access to a gym. So uh, I'll just put the context out there. If you have access to a gym, obviously you've got access to all of this stuff and maybe there's just like one or two things within this list uh, which you need to add additionally to uh, what you already have access to at those those uh, fully you know catered fitness centers or, or gyms. So the with that context in mind, the first thing I'm going to suggest that someone have for their gym or home gym is either dumbbells or a barbell and plates. And the reason I want this is because there's so many different things that we can do with just one of these implements, uh, with just one weight. There's so many variables or modifiable variables that we can change in a training program in order for you to get a lot out of, you know, utilizing just one of these pieces of equipment. And the rule that I generally tell people is the less equipment you have access to, the more imaginative you have to be in your program. And the more equipment you have access to, the less imaginative you have to be in your program because it's just much easier to do all of the things. So the reason I say that is because if you've got access to all of the different dumbbells and all of the different barbells and plate options and different types of barbells um, like a safety bar and a hex bar and a normal barbell, then you don't really have to think about how to 
train it in different ways. Like you just have access and you can just go and grab it, put a weight on and just do it. It's You have to get better at your training and it's harder with your training to get more imaginative when you've only got one limited piece of equipment. And I found that after COVID, so many people have become uh, a lot better you know, equipped or educated on all the different stuff that they can use uh, or all the different stuff they can do, sorry, with just using one dumbbell or barbell or whatever the, the piece of equipment they had was. So, uh, And I'll also throw into this um, kettlebells. And so that's, you know, dumbbells or barbells and plates or kettlebells are, are three of the um, things which, which you could just have one of and, and would get a lot of benefit from. Now, the pros to having all of these is, uh, one is obviously there's weight so we can build strength using an external load on the body, uh, which is something that we really, really want to do. Uh, the cons are people don't feel comfortable with them or you might not know how to use them properly or feel like you're going to hurt yourself or, um, I don't know, maybe drop it on your toe and hurt yourself. Um, but there's some things, that there's a bit of a barrier to overcome there in order to use these things uh, because people feel they don't have the requisite strength or whatever it might be. Or if you've only got access to one of these things and it's, a say, a 22.5 kilo dumbbell, which is a... Um, I believe, uh, let me work out my pounds here, it's around 60 or 70 pound uh, dumbbell. If that's all you have access to and you're not strong enough to use one hand and press that thing over your head, then obviously there's some limitations there with what you can and can't do exercise-wise with that dumbbell. So it might be really good for leg work, but you find it hard to incorporate upper body work into it because you can't just press it over your head and you, you don't really know what to do there because... Uh, your um, exercise library inside your brain is a little more limited than what some other people's is. So um, that's where you know following a program will come in into play and, and help you out a lot with that stuff or working with a coach is going to help you a lot. So that's my first suggestion is to have one or all of those things uh, within a home gym and there's, there's so many more uses than just becoming stronger with that. We can use it for mobility work. Um, we can use it to weight down certain things and use to help with other bits and pieces. Um, we can use it for speed and power development work um, by having a heavy version of whatever the weights are uh, and doing the, the stuff closer to like three and five rep maxes uh, because that's going to stimulate the fast twitch muscle fiber growth, which we know is required and necessary for uh, moving quickly and, and having more speed and power. Uh, so they those uh, things that I've just mentioned there, they are all at the top of my list. Uh, the next thing on my list is bands. And the reason I say bands is because there's such a universal use for them. Like we can do so, so many different things. We can do mobility work. We can do strength work. We can do speed and power work with them. They're very easy to take around and travel with. I know a lot of pro golfers travel with them in their bags. Uh, I've always got one in my golf bag to help me warm up and I use it in probably you know, six or seven out of 10 warm-ups that I do. Uh, if I'm a little more rushed, then I'll use it. If I have a little bit more time, then I'll just incorporate some uh, some more swings into my uh, practice routine and, and spend some more time chipping and whatever else to, to warm the body up and rotate and whatnot. So uh, bands are a really, really good tool to use and we can use them for flexibility work, mobility work as well. Now, the like what sort of bands should you be looking for? <clears throat> in, in a perfect world, you're gonna have different... Um, like a different uh, resistance type band for, for each different thing. So for something like uh, warming up for swings, you're going to use some, some light sort of tubing. 
uh, and it's not going to have a whole lot of resistance there. If you're using it in the gym sense and you're wanting to do strength work with it, obviously a really thick band with lots of resistance is going to help with that. Uh, and then somewhere in between to do some like higher repetition movements and a little bit of speed and power work as well is going to help you out there. So uh, there's no like universal color for what thickness bands are. Like all the different companies have different colors and things that are all written all over them or doing different bits and pieces. Uh, it's just a matter of finding some bands that suit you and fit you, well, like where you are in your uh, maybe home gym or, or traveling with it in your golf bag. Uh, but they're definitely a really good and a, an essential piece of equipment which I utilize and I feel most golfers would benefit from if they also had access to them. Uh, the next thing is a slam ball or a medicine ball. A slam ball and or a medicine ball. And the reason I say these is I really love slam balls because they don't split and they're not uh, you know they're not something that's going to break when you throw it against the wall or the floor. Whereas a medicine ball, depending on the quality of medicine ball or, or what uh, equipment manufacturer you buy, um, you know the stitching might come undone or they might be a little less quality than than some of the other medicine balls on the market. Uh, the brand that I've used in my gym uh, for years and years. Uh, the Rogue brand has been uh, quite good, and uh, I believe they're called the Dynamax uh, medicine balls, which uh, we've used in my gym here in Sydney for, uh, it'll be coming up to the end of nine years soon and, and beginning our 10th year of operation, and we literally have those things drop from 10 feet high multiple times you know, a week or day um, from lots of different sets and reps of war balls and other movements, and, and I've been throwing them against the walls for, for years and we still haven't had any split open yet. So the Dynamax Medicine Ball is a really, really good brand. Um, I don't have any affiliate links or anything like that, so you just have to jump on Google or Amazon, and, and uh, hopefully that company's still around and, and selling those good quality medicine balls. Uh, as for the uses of them or the pros and cons with them, so the pros are like we can get lots of different weights, we can do speed work with it, we can do strength work, um, you can do mobility work with it as well. Like if you put the medicine ball down on the floor and use it like a foam roller, you can do like thoracic extensions. Uh, you can have it sit on your back and push you down into uh, maybe a splits position. We could do Jefferson curls with it. So holding it and then rounding our back over and doing a really bad form deadlift. Uh, that, that movement's called a Jefferson curl. Uh, but essentially it's going to lengthen our hamstrings and provide a little bit of uh, loading through light loading through flexion and extension of our spine and build some mobility and also some strength through that range of motion. Uh, so there's lots and lots of different things that we can utilize those uh, slam balls and medicine balls for. And I think it's a valuable piece of equipment uh, when we look at golfers training. Uh, the cons are uh, obviously you've you know it's going to take up a lot of room. Like if you buy three different medicine balls, uh, it's going to take up a bit of space in like a home gym or garage or whatever. So it it could be that uh, they're relatively inexpensive. Uh, you know, like one maybe one hundred fifty, hundred, hundred and fifty dollars is like the most that you would pay for any of those uh, medicine balls or slam balls, and. Uh, there's so many uses, so we can use it for strength training or we can also use it for overload, so for speed and power development um, by doing throws against the wall or overhead slams or, or some movements like that. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is speed sticks and or a speed radar, uh, and a speed radar I should say, uh, and there's multiple different brands out there. Uh, the two that I really enjoy using have been the Super Speed Sticks from Superspeed Golf and also the uh, Ripstick and the Rip Radar. So those two 
things I've used extensively and I now lean heavily towards using the ripstick. Uh, that is because I really value only having to take one stick with me and just being able to put the weights on and off the ripstick and uh, also the rip radar, uh, if you purchase it in a little kit, comes along with the uh, with the ripstick itself. And I travel with that everywhere. So everywhere that I go and play golf, um, whether you know in Australia or overseas, that ripstick just stays in there with my clubs and I can just do my overspeed training uh, anywhere I go. So um, super helpful. And if you, so it's down the list, and I haven't really written this in any particular order, but I came up with this sort of further down the list uh, because it's a piece of equipment that um, so long as you have all the other things, then this would be a very good supplement to it. And if you, like say you had some dumbbells, a slam ball and some bands, then adding the ripstick and the radar to it, so you've got some tangible data for what your swing speed is and all that type of gear, then like that is going to be a really good piece of equipment to add to the, to the cavalry uh, of gear that you have in your home gym or garage gym or whatever it is. So uh, speed st- or super speed sticks and also the ripstick. Uh, if you want to um, purchase either of these, then um, I would actually heavily lean towards the ripstick purely because it's the one that I use currently and, and I've gotten the most uh, benefit from using purely because, it, yeah, like I said before, it'll uh, just pack up in one thing. Uh, I just take it with me anywhere I go. And, um, yeah, I believe the code I have for that is... Um, well, it's racking my brain at the moment. I believe it's Fairway P20. Uh, but I'll have the, the link and the, the affiliate code and stuff down below so that you can jump on board and uh, get yourself one of those if you don't already have it uh, and you want to incorporate that um, swing speed training into your uh, regime. Uh, the And then the fifth thing, so the last thing which I feel a lot of golfers would get benefit from and they would make huge improvements with if they or in their you know fitness and their golf game and their health uh, is to pay for programming or pay for coaching and I know I'm a little biased in this because I obviously work in this industry but too often I see people just copy and pasting stuff they see on Instagram doing it for one to two weeks not seeing a huge benefit or results from doing it uh, and then falling off and, and going to follow another influencer or another type of program on whatever channel it is that they're uh, utilizing to, to do their social media and then away they go again. So with a coach, what you're going to get is, and especially with my individual clients, is sure it's going to be a little repetitive doing the same things, but we need to understand, and I am, am constantly reminding them that we need to be progressively overloading movements, whether that be in keeping the same amount of weight on the bar, but increasing the reps over a certain time frame, which is one of my favorite ways to do it, or we keep the same reps, but we increase the weight as we do the movements over a period of weeks. And there's a couple of different reasons we need to do that. And one of them is so that our body has that stimulus um, provided to it so that we create the adaptation. And the more we do it, the longer term the adaptation is going to be there and the fitter and stronger we'll be and we'll be able to maintain that for a longer period of time. And it then becomes easier to maintain that higher level with just minimal maintenance work rather than having to go back to the start and build it from the beginning. So spend the time at the start by building block by block by block, week by week by week, rep by rep by rep, and and increment, increment, increment with weight so that you can afford to just work on maintenance level strength work in the future and not have to start from scratch. 
The reason that is, is because there's a couple of different types of, or a couple of different, uh, like, what do we call, like, a couple of different ways hypertrophy works. So, uh, there's a really short-term benefit one. So, if we only do it for a really short-term uh, and we don't follow sets and reps and progress over time, we're going to get some short-term adaptations, which will then be minimized or uh, removed as soon as we start doing some other exercise. Like, we're not going to see those benefits there uh, after, you know, one to two weeks. Like, they'll diminish and, and go away straight away. The, the I believe it's called myofibrillar... Um, hypertrophy that is where we've progressed and overloaded the movement for a period of time and we have actually changed the structure of the muscle in a more significant way so if we were to go away from that training the body would maintain those gains that we'd made and the muscle size and increase that we made and we wouldn't uh, then lose it as if we had of done it if we only did the the one to two or three weeks at the start uh, we wouldn't have solidified those gains so uh, I believe I talked about this recently on uh, one of the other episodes. It's escaping me now of, of which one that I talked about it on, but um, there's a, a guy by the name of Andy Galpin who I interviewed way back in about episode 12, I think it was, and he talks a little bit about this and also the fact that we need to you know, follow progressive overload and, and build up over time with, uh, with our training so that we can solidify the gains. Um, the next thing is uh, like to go with the coach is programming. And the reason I say programming is because it's so much easier and simpler to just rock up to the gym and have it laid out there for you and just have to follow it. It takes all the onus off you having to come up with or think about or produce or when you get to the gym, look up all the different exercises and things like that. You just follow something which you know someone has put the time and effort into that will give you the gains that you desire if you're to follow it, you know, uh, week by week, month by month. Uh, because the the number one predictor of success in any training program is adherence. And if you just rock up and just follow the thing, for most people, the level of training that most people are at, if they literally just adhere to the program, no matter how well-written or poorly written that program is, if they give it time and that thing, they will improve and the adherence that they have towards that program will help them improve and they will make plenty of gains. So the yeah, the, the reason I love just having a program laid out there for me and the reason I just go through and follow the programs uh, that I write for my clients and that go into my app and then I'll write a program for myself and I'll have the five weeks there or the 10 weeks there or whatever the cycle is, I'll have it laid out for me so that I literally just have to go in, hit start workout and just follow it along because I don't want the the um, the burden of having to think of all the stuff while I go down to the gym because for me, there's a million different exercises that I could do but like, and I probably feel like doing more than the ones that I'm doing currently but because they're fun and, and everything else, but there's ones that I need to work on which are going to build up my weaknesses and turn them into strengths and also to, um, you know, exponentially increase my strengths so that I can, am better at that on the course or, or in the gym or whatever it might be. So there's huge, huge benefits to programming and coaching. And the one thing that I urge people to do, if especially if you're listening to this and you're like, which program do I follow and which person should I follow and who do I trust and whatever else? 
uh, it comes down to uh, one is trust and two is someone who will listen to what you have to say and where you want to go and provide you with the solution to that. And that's the exact reason why when whenever anyone joins up to my Fairway Performance Training app, they have the ability to contact me directly through the direct messages within the app. And I want that to be there. Despite how big this thing grows, I may need to build a coaching team in over time to help me with that, to, to respond to all the different questions and whatever else that comes through. But currently, it's not at a level that is a significant burden to my day to, to go and answer. So I can spend the time and effort required to help someone choose the right program or think about modifications they can make to exercises or even just provide a little bit of encouragement if they're going through through a bit of a rough patch with their training or they're finding it hard to to get to the gym or to stick to the program. So uh, one is to um, yeah help with adherence to the program and then the second is to listen and actually find out what that person wants and then obviously provide the program which is necessary to get them the results that they want to. So uh, if you're in the market today for you know golf fitness and golf coaching and that type of thing, that is the the way that you're going to select it is yeah, finding someone you can trust who's delivered results for other people before uh, and that you can have a direct relationship with. Um, so for me, I work with clients in through the app in that capacity, but I also have a number of clients who I work with individually. And for all those guys, we go through a screening. Uh, we might do just a mobility screening. We might do a fitness and strength screening or a power screening, depending on who this person is and what level of golf they're hoping to play in their, their experience in training. And then from there, we write a program to address the weaknesses, to build on the strengths that they already have and to help them with their health and fitness, but also have that flow over into their golf game so they can play more golf, enjoy it, not get injured um, and sort of be in the best shape of their life at the same time. There's no reason we can't do all of those things and also fit that into your lifestyle and, and how many days a week you have to train and play golf, etc. So um, hopefully I didn't sound too preachy there in that last little section about um, you know programming coaching, but I really believe that so many people would benefit from having someone in their corner and you, you just have to look at it. You know, Usain Bolt and... Um, Tiger Woods and all these guys they have coaches or swing coaches or caddies or there's people that support them in the things that they aren't experts in and that's what I want to be for people so they don't have to go and research it or don't have to put together a program off Instagram or wherever it might be um, for a super low cost on the group programs that I have uh, or for a relatively low cost in my opinion uh, to follow the individual programs and have access to me all week uh, or for a full 12-week block and ask questions of, um, I believe you know the knowledge is priceless at the end of the day. So uh, that's all I'm going to say for this week's episode, guys. I hope you have taken a little bit away or it's inspired you to uh, maybe go and purchase some of these uh, pieces of equipment if you don't already have them or to add to your arsenal of fitness equipment that you already have at home. Um, don't tell the missus or the husband that I told you to buy all this stuff. Um, although if you need to blame me, you can, I'll take the blame for it. Um, but they're definitely going to help you with your training if you jump on board and, and get some of these pieces of equipment. Uh, just as a side note and a last little thing I'm going to add here is I am currently away and I've scheduled this episode to come out while I am completing the Everest Base Camp Trek. So please note if you do get in contact with me after this episode or have any questions about this, I will answer them. I'm just going to be away from internet for a number of weeks, uh, possibly two to three weeks. So if you do email or message me on Instagram, uh, then I will get back to you. 
uh, don't worry, I'm not ignoring you. And um, yeah, until next time, guys, uh, play some good golf. Uh, enjoy your time out on the course, and I'll speak to you all next week.